Hello and welcome to the Impact Podcast from us at Impact Wales. We're Finn and Jane and every week we'll be bringing you lots of discussion, comments and opinion on everything research and education. We'll be talking professional learning, what's happening in the education world and everything in between to help you make a difference in your school. Hello Jane. Hello Finn. Well, what a whirlwind week we've had this week. I know, do you know, because I am so tired, I nearly said hello Finn. <laughs> talking to yourself as usual because I never listen. <laughs> okay, so what have we been doing since last well, time? Well, I think since the last time we we did a podcast together yes. just on a road. I know last week's was the one with Bruce. Yes. Um, that we've been to Research Ed. We have been to Research yeah. Ed, which was fabulous. Fab day, wasn't it? It was a really, really good day. We we saw so many people in person that we haven't seen for such I a long know, time, which I was know. just awesome. Too many Welsh cakes, though. But I there didn't we have go. Any. No, you didn't have any, did you? <laughs> but um, we saw some really fantastic sessions as well. I think we we can't mention one no. because then we won't mention all of them. But it was a really yeah, awesome day. For those day. of you that went there, hopefully you had as a good a day as we did. And it was really nice to see some people that yes that we know. Yes. through twitter yes face to face again as well so that it was a really Absolutely. good day so roll on the next one uh, indeed and we have we've been working with back with Heinen secondary up in scotland looking at curriculum design which is yes. really interesting because of course um, we've done a lot of work with curriculum design with schools in wales but not so much with schools in scotland yeah. and obviously they're grappling with exactly the same, same thing as we've got yeah. in that's really interesting that it's you know there's 10 years difference between the development and we're still doing the same up in Scotland and um, we've been back working with Simples Primary here in Newport well not here in Newport so yeah I don't know why I but, said here in Newport but there we go well yes here in Wales let's yeah. say and um the reason I'm so tired is because I yes. got back from Scotland you've been jet setting though you? yes I'm quite happy though because you brought me some gin back so I'm, I'm quite happy <laughs> Yes, fabulous but, book lord. So if anybody's been following on Twitter, you've been able to see the photos yeah. and the books. Yeah, yeah. So yes, it was a really awesome event. Yeah. It was really well attended. And thanks to everybody that's bought a book so far. Absolutely, yes. And we're really looking forward yeah. to some isn't reviews. As we're speaking, in. it's number one on Amazon. And it has been number yeah. one for quite some time. So yeah, we're doing really well with that. But today we want to introduce a podcast around uh progression and assessment. Well, we we've actually got quite a few well a fascinating couple of, of podcasts coming up haven't we over the next couple of weeks uh, because we know that assessment and progression within curriculum for wells you know is causing schools that Still. that that concern there's a lot of discussion around i know there's national conversations going on mm. still around assessment and progression um but we've been working with a number of clusters of schools mm. schools on their own but also clusters. increasingly yeah. clusters around this very thorny subject um, but today's episode, we're talking to Matthew McAvoy from the Cum Rumney Cluster. Today, we're talking to Matthew McAvoy, uh, who's assistant head teacher in charge of Cricken for Wales and cluster work at Ascol Govan Cum Rumney up here in Capilly. Welcome, Matthew. Uh, well, um, <laughs> hello. <laughs> we should say Kandahar, shouldn't yeah, we, Matthew? We should. Because you're a Welsh medium cluster, yes, and yes. we're very grateful to you and your colleagues for um, talking to us in English. Yes, and I might slip in in some point to use uh, the Welsh terms for curriculum for Wales without realising at some point in the conversation. I'm sure that's okay. <laughs> we'll pick you up on that, Matthew. That's fine <laughs> because we won't understand what you're talking about. Okay. So just before we start talking to you, we've we've been working with you and your colleagues in um, your 
How many uh, feeder primary schools do you have? Yeah, so we have 11 feeder primary schools um, and some of those schools as well are, are two form entry schools. So right. we have we have roughly around 13 or 14 classes starting with us in year seven every year. Right. OK, your your laptop is uh, bleeping at you. That so just go with the very loud train. We just had yeah. class as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is it's a very large Welsh medium cluster in Caerphilly and um, your role in um, in in the cluster work that we've been doing. Tell us a little bit about your role in the cluster work. Yes, I mean, going back to, um, you know, our, our cluster as a very large cluster, because even as a secondary school, we're one of the large, largest Welsh medium secondary schools in Wales, the second largest, I think, um, on two completely different sites, one in Caerphilly and one near Blackwood. You know, but our um, feeder primaries, uh, you know, from the Caerphilly Basin, which is a stone's throw from the capital city, to the Upper Rumney Valley, and they're far closer to Merthyr maybe Abergavenny even, than, than they are to very outside of here. So it's very spread out. And, you know, according to Curriculum for Wales, when you're thinking of designing your local curriculum according to the needs of your community and your pupils well we've got about 13 very disparate and diverse communities that mm. we're trying to meet the needs of here and and basically that leads to my role with working with the cluster is you know I've got 11 very dynamic primary head teachers working and feeding uh, the secondary sector I represent the secondary sector in our in our meetings just to ensure that the, there's as much collaboration and shared thinking going forward as possible trying to navigate the the journey ahead uh you know all these all the cliches will come out now in the next <laughs> few minutes um but it, it's just try trying to find our way together so it benefits all our, our pupils that's what we're trying to do and trying to make sense of all the information because of course there was there was a time when we were all desperate for more information with curriculum for Wales and then all of a sudden people were throwing information that is left right and center and you're trying to make as much as much sense of it all and trying to find that sort of silver thread running through it or, or the clarity um and you know and that's why in the end we decided as as 12 schools to come together and approach your company and and look for some guidance and advice from you what well, that and that's a perfect introduction to us just talking a little bit about what it was that we have worked with you on and the kinds of um, issues that have uh, come up so um what we started with was research informed curriculum design so we did a little bit of the science of learning um and how that that works and how it underpins curriculum design and assessment and pedagogy because obviously the three are indistinguishable they're they're intrinsically linked we've looked at the welsh government expectations and guidance but we've i think we've approached um the the work that we've done with your cluster slightly differently in that we've used quite a lot of guided practice quite a lot of tasks that you needed to do um, not just with actual curriculum design and assessment approaches but also with understanding the science of learning and so on and it, it was the last session certainly it was about thinking about where each school is going next but how you can also work together and I know that just before we switched on the the, the podcast button uh, we were talking about the challenges of working together um, in a cluster of 12 and bringing everybody's um, very different communities together in a, a, a whole sort of single way of moving forward. And I think that's been a really challenging um, thing to do for the cluster, hasn't it? 
Yes, it has, because as you said, you have to sort of traverse two key issues there, which is one, you're, you're, you're always trying to respect the principles of Curriculum for Wales, where each school has their own local um, curriculum and their own set of particular needs and priorities. But then, of course, there's always going to be those shared needs and priorities as a cluster, because each of those primary schools in the end feed that secondary school. And all of us, although we're meeting the needs at that time of every learner, our end goal every time, of course, is at the end of year 11, when every pupil is completely by themselves in, in an exam setting, and it doesn't matter who your teacher or your supporter in class or your parents are, um, you know, all that learning to the point of preparation is to lead you to, to perform in the best way you can completely independently. So those two things cannot be conflicting ideas. They have to work hand in hand. But of course, because of the pressures on individual schools and head teachers and, and whatever from from various institutions. Sometimes you can you can lose track of that. And so what we have to do is find that find that compromise between ensuring that, yes, that distinct, unique aspect of curriculum for Wales for each school meeting their individual needs um, works within that wider um, concept of ensuring that the continuum is there right up in the end to the end of progress step five or year 11 as it is at the moment. And I think with the best will in the world that when you have 11 primary schools all feeding into one secondary school, and as you say, those primary schools in, in very different localities, very different socioeconomic conditions, that it is going to be a compromise. You're not going to be in a situation where you've got all working towards the same all working on exactly the same content, exactly the same subjects, it is always going to be a compromise. Yeah, so what we've tried to do is um, bring the leaders of AOLE in each of the 12 schools, so the, the 11 primary schools, and then the uh, secondary AOLE leads together to have those initial conversations on how, how do those uh, concepts in each AOLE, the what matters, how, how, how does it look in, in progress step one and two and three and four? Um, what terminology or vocabulary is needed in order to go from one step to the next? So part of the work that we did with the cluster was very much looking at making sure that every teacher knew exactly what it is that pupils were expected to learn so that the, um, the teachers knew exactly what that expectation was so that they could assess that expectation. And I think that's one of the things when we were thinking about compromise, one of the things that Curriculum for Wales has shifted um, for teachers is that it's not about coverage, it's about what learning is happening and once you know what learning is happening, how you assess that. And I know that we did um, quite a bit of work on active learning objectives mm. and making sure pupils knew exactly what uh, teachers knew exactly what pupils were expected to learn. Mm. Have you had a think about this at uh, Cymru and how you're going to be using this? Yes. Uh, and that was certainly um, 
personally a light bulb moment for me. Um, as I said previously, when you're trying to cut through all the information and some of the conflicting messages uh, mm. surrounding Curriculum for Wales, it was just focusing on the fact that you can only assess what you've chosen to teach as part of your own cur curriculum design. And yeah. that assessment is only informing what your next steps in teaching are and so when you think of assessment in that way um it's something far less scary in a way than maybe some of us have previously thought about curriculum for wales i think that point is really really interesting because i know a lot of teachers out there mm. are worrying about well should we assess against the descriptions mm. of learning should it be against what matters or the mm. four purposes mm. but i think that makes a big difference when you recognize that it's against what you've taught yeah, and you know, in order to be able to assess pupils' understanding or skills proficiency, ensuring that there's an active verb in the lesson objective, of course, is essential. But you know, we, I didn't hadn't actually realised how important that was until we had that discussion uh, during the the training with you and and with my colleagues in the primary sector. Um, you know that that will always be used to assess the pace and the, and the direction of the following lessons so outlined in your sessions we use the active verbs uh, the bloom's taxonomy uh, active verbs to underpin this work and we've recently translated all those verbs those active verbs into a welsh resource for the whole cluster which i i must say if you don't mind that we have actually shared that with another welsh cluster that we're working with and they were very very grateful so thank you for doing that Great, uh, happy to help in, in that respect. But uh, what what we used then, um, following that, that last session with you, where we were really using those active verbs, um, is we went back as a senior leadership team in the secondary sector. Uh, yeah. I worked with our head of assessment and um, we looked at, um, with those sort of those tracking sheets where you look at um, the active verb um, and the objective you've used for a particular lesson within a series of lessons, yeah. um, how then you can track that and plan it and what becomes the responsibility of the individual teacher lesson to lesson uh, yeah. in a manageable, practical way, day to day planning and tracking and what then maybe is more the um, responsibility of the middle leaders in school, your, your head of discipline your head of AOLE, where they may be more um, in charge of the direction of the overall learning, but then the individual teachers need to break that down into their um, individual lesson objectives. So we needed to get our heads around whole school procedure, department or AOLE procedure, and what were the expectations on individual teachers and ensuring that that also we kept in mind the work, you know, work-life balance, the amount of work you were creating, what, what was feasible, what was likely to happen in a robust way on a daily basis without creating a mountain of work for people. And so that was the discussion we've had. And we're, we're almost at a place now where we're ready to present this to the rest of senior leadership and, and our middle leaders to see whether this is a, a way forward in our working in school to ensure that you know, we, we plan and we assess uh, according to these objectives and these um, active verbs moving forward. And I think that's a really important approach to take as well, isn't it? So that every member of staff has got some element of responsibility. Yeah. Particularly the classroom teacher, because, you know, you, the classroom teacher needs to be responsive to mm -hmm. using assessment to decide what to teach next. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, in the primary sector, they, um, they're they very good at uh, planning and amending their weekly plans and they, they'll evaluate uh, their weekly planning and amend that ready for the next week. In secondary, maybe over the years, we've relied too heavily on schemes of work yeah. that are created by somebody else in the department or by a head of department. Yeah. And some teachers, maybe because whether you're new to the profession or you're, you're, you're less confident for whatever reason, maybe stick to those lesson plans a little bit too rigidly instead of feeling comfortable and confident yeah. enough to actually amend them and respond yeah. to the needs of your pupils and, and how they've reacted to individual lessons. And I think that whole process of knowing what it is that you're teaching, what you expect pupils to learn, and then capturing that mm -hmm. learning in some form of tracking, whether that tracking is quantitative data tracking in a spreadsheet mm. uh, supported by qualitative data tracking in maybe whole class feedback or narrative description, whatever it is. But as I think that's a really great approach is to have different levels of responsibility for different levels of teacher or leader within the school so that everybody knows what their role is, but their role is, is actually making a difference to the learners. So what we did was we looked at a, an example, a template of a spreadsheet that uh, you provided uh, uh, during the training where it looked at a teacher's maybe spreadsheet, their, their class, the, the names of the pupils and the uh, various objectives over a, um, a scheme of work. Yeah. And we looked at on that spreadsheet, what input would come from the head of AOLE or the uh, head of discipline yeah. and where the input of individual teachers would be on that spreadsheet yeah. uh, and then how they would record everything and how often so it becomes something uh, it's a live document uh, there's access to that document by everybody who, um, who needs access to that document so it's not just a teacher's personal marking sheet yeah um, and that it becomes something live and useful and practical and doable uh, over an extended period of time and doesn't really add to the already extensive burden of work that teachers have these days. Um, so, so we carefully thought of that and, and sort of just worked on this template that you provided us uh, during the training. I think the key point as well there, Matthew, is, as well, isn't it, is about only recording things that you really want to know things about and that you're going to do something with. Yeah, yeah. I, I, only information that's going to lead to your next steps. Yeah. Matthew, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. We've we've had some really interesting um, information from you about things like organising assessment, how that works, and also tracking, which I think is a significant issue across Wales. So we'd like to thank you so much for being part of our podcast. Closer. <laughs> there you go. There's the Welsh word for today. Thank you very much. Yeah, deal. Deal. So people will need to listen out for the next episode coming soon. In that episode, we're going to be talking to senior leaders from Eskol Brisanen and Eskol Gumrai Gilbath Vargod, which are the um, two of the primary schools from the Cymrymni cluster, um, and about how they've been managing the same process alongside the secondary school. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss future episodes. You can find us online at www.impact.wales. You can also follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at Impact Wales. On Facebook and Instagram, search for Impact Wales. And on LinkedIn, search for Impact School Improvement.